Did I click it? I did click it. The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. And here we are, Adventures from the Shed online with a special episode where Eli is going to run a one-shot adventure for three people. Um, not all the three people are here yet, but you can probably guess who's late. Uh, you might not be able to guess who's missing, and that's Chris. But um, we're gonna, I'm going to kick it over to Eli, who's going to kind of get us started. Eli, go for you it. Didn't, you didn't even give him the chance to guess who was not going to be here. Oh yeah, God. like nobody can put money on a bet if you just say the results. Uh, how much were you going to bet? I was well, going to bet mean, at least $5. I, I, it would, it would have been illegal for me to bet because I already knew the result. So, that's true. There's no that's insider true. trading rules here, buddy. Oh, oh, in that case, I'll yeah. be right back. <laughs> the thing is, in order uh, to make any money, you do have to have someone bet against you. That's, that's true. true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we can, just say, we can, do, we can yeah. just say Randy bet against us, and then we'll win, and then you Randy know. will owe us money. That's, that sounds, <laughs> exactly. That sounds perfectly feasible. Yeah, I think so. Speaking of uh, Randy owing us, he's going to owe us for lost time. As, I, as Joe said, I'm going to be running our Dungeons & Dragons game today, 5th edition, as is the usual. I will be running an older uh, dungeon that I set up for 3.5 edition and have made uh, several tweaks to mm-hmm. for it to run a bit smoother in 5e. So we're going to uh, go 1.5 higher. Exactly. Nice. So, so it's 1.5 t- times more difficult is what he's saying. Mm. Mm, eh, depends on how you look at things. <laughs> I think it's fine. I think level five characters can make it through it just fine. Just fine. if you have a fully yeah. structured party. Yeah. But anyway. this, is, this is me and Joe's level five characters, which might not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did. I did the random thing in D and D Beyond, and this time it didn't even give me an option of where I put what stats. So I asked Eli when just he and I were on, "Do you care what the stats are?" So my character doesn't have crappy stats now. <laughs> Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I started yeah. with I started with a fighter with a ten strength. Um, he no longer has a ten strength. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that makes sense. I think that works. Yeah, yeah. The, this is this was built to be more of a uh, dungeon crawl type of encounter. So RP cool. is not going to be super heavy. Uh, Says you. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess that is really up to y'all. But I mean, good luck role playing with an empty dungeon. Yeah, we can we'll, find, we'll, we'll find a character in there, and we will play with it. Uh-huh. Note to self, don't put the <laughs> goblin. Okay, uh, the biggest change from our normal uh, way of running these encounters is we have no map on our end. So yeah. those of you listening, you typically don't get to see what's going on, but we usually still have a visual reference so we know who's going where and how far away things are. This is all going to be theater of the mind, using our imaginations. Yay! Uh, so this is going to be a bit more work on my end to make sure that everything is described correctly and everybody has a clear image of what's going on. Cool. So that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. I'm looking forward to having an idea of what's going on for once. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. All righty. Um, that's, I don't think there's anything else that I need to preface this with. so whoever's up next uh jason how about you introduce yourself i'll introduce myself i'm playing talon he is the shifter shadow uh wave of the shadow monk is who he is um what is now i i think i know what shifter means by like the the monster manual but i don't know what shifter means for a player character race Ah, well, a shifter means that I can uh, use an action to become more beast-like, and that also has influences on, say, some of the abilities that I have, um, like I can get some bonus health, I can, again, um, uh, have some uh, bonuses to, like, survival and things of that nature, so, yeah, it's just, it's basically, I'm, I can shift my, my, my body, not like a full, like, changeling, where I can change myself into any person, but I'll become more animalistic, and um, yeah, it should be fun. Hopefully, I get a chance to use it. If not, we'll see. It so like, like a lycanthrope, but yeah, light. 
Exactly. It's like, you know, uh, uh, in our other game where we have Tusk, who has never changed into a werewolf. Um, I'll be doing that a little bit here. Just a little bit, though. <laughs> Just He's a little a werewolf bit. light. Werewolf light, right. yes. Um, mm, and love I, me some werewolf light after a long day of work. <laughs> and I am playing Murdoch, a half-elf fighter, who I do have to tweak something on, because I just noticed the... I, I chose, I wanted to be um, sword and shield, and I picked a long sword and a shield, but I realized the uh, random generator picked great weapon, great weapon fighting for a style, so I'm going to change that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but aside from that, straightforward um, sword and shield fighter, um, I went with chainmail because that was the option at the time. So 18 armor class, 60 hit points. I mean, decent start for um, uh, for a dungeon crawl, I think, being right up in the front lines. Uh, I was going to say, Murdoch sounds like an old school like detective name. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking of something like that. Yeah. Murdoch um, and Talon were just going off trying to solve a crime. Exactly. Murdoch I and would Talon watch that show. Yes. Okay. We're going, in, we're going into this this cavern here. No one's going to stop us. From yeah. This here. Now the thing is, it'd be a cross between like a crime show and a sitcom. That's true. That's, that's <laughs> exactly like a crime com. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we've uh, got going. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> Eli is frantically changing his notes right now. Going, <laughs> <laughs> you arrive at a crime scene. <laughs> crime com question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy goblin. Right, so I got to change from yep. great, great weapon fighting. Uh, should I pick? Now, y'all might be more familiar with fighter than me. Should I be picking yeah. like protection, dueling, or defense? Mm. I mean, all of them work well. I mean, uh, dueling. I would say if you're doing, if you have a what, what's your weapon against? A great long, sword, long sword. two hand long sword, long shield. Sword. Yeah, long sword and shield. Right. Yeah. I would say you'd probably want to do what were the options again? It was uh um, it's defense, protection. dueling, and protection. Cause the others are archery, great weapon, and two weapon. And I'm not gonna do either of those three. Either of those three. Any of those three. Oh, Randy's in the waiting room. Here comes I would say maybe Randy. if you wanna if you wanna get some bonuses to, to defense, I would say protection. Uh, I'll go there. He's almost here. Yeah, it looks like it lets hey, me intercept is. an attack um, yep. for somebody else. There he is. And Eli I'm Randy. Eli, make no. him say hi. <laughs> Just in time. It, it is your turn to introduce yourself. Ah. All right. Hello, everybody. It's Randy. I am playing a uh, mountain dwarf by the name of Scurry. Uh, he is a cleric, and he's a former noble, and he's old as hell, and he hates his life, but uh, he's still there for others uh, most of the time. Wow, that was a lot. Was. <laughs> you you want to talk about it? Yeah, need some time. You, Good thing I chose therapist. You okay? <laughs> I'm scurry. I've seen better days. It's been a really rough time going. and uh, uh, I just miss my family and those <clears throat> dang hobgoblins took them. He's just uh, going to be telling people to get off his lawn the whole damn that's time. True. Get off my lawn. Just out, of, just out of curiosity, what domain of cleric are you? Uh, I only had life for my choice because I, I wasn't connected to the thing because I only had my phone. So. Uh, all right. So oh, he's cool. more domain of death <laughs> with his attitude. Domain <laughs> of grumpy. When it comes to himself, he's death domain. When it comes to yeah. others, yeah, you go live your life. You got something going for you. <laughs> all right. And just out of curiosity for uh, some dungeon mechanics here, what is everybody's alignment? Um, true random, from what I can tell. Let me see. True random. <laughs> true random. I love it. That's what it'll be now. <laughs> now that the the secret yeah. tenth alignment. Um, I usually don't use alignments when I make a character, but if I were to say randomly for Talon, I would say maybe he's probably more in the lines of uh, chaotic neutral. What I would say is probably what he'd be more to. Okay. I think I'd go for Murdoch. I'd go with neutral good. All right. And Scurry. Scurry is uh, lawful neutral. We're all, all neutral. Right. So we're all going to make no decisions at all in this game. <laughs> well, I got good on the second half, right? I'm just neutral about being good. <laughs> I am but, so pasty white on my camera. Whereas, don't worry, Randy. We're the only ones that can see you. Yeah. I, know. The, I mean, the audience doesn't get to see the face of God. Good for us <laughs> if you fix it, but you know. 
Oh, he's blue. You and can go all sepia like. I'm changing Valley. the tent, not the brightness. That's still the tent. Fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. Well, <laughs> uh, I suppose we can. Oh, everything good? Yeah, I'm all set. All right, let's get uh, the ball rolling. But I'm not all set. Oh. Oh, hey. What do you need? Hey, hey. All right. So, um, for background, um, you all are very familiar with each other, names, abilities, what you can and can't do. Uh, you have been uh, hired to return a land baron's eldest daughter, as she is the latest victim of a string of kidnappings. A local cult is believed to be behind it, and after some weeks of investigation, you've managed to find their alleged hideout, the ruined church of St. Alba. Or St. Alba's broadcast church. <laughs> yes, yeah. that is an apt that's description. As, that's, as, that's as we describe it here. So. Yeah. In a forest clearing, beyond what would have been a quaint hamlet, if not for it being overgrown from centuries of neglect, stands the remains of a noble cathedral. The Church of St. Alba was dedicated to a wise and benevolent warrior of the sun named Alba Dyerhorn. While the method and motive behind the destruction of the cathedral remains a mystery, one fact is known. The cathedral is now home to a nefarious cult who have been kidnapping people, probably for an arcane ritual. But it's those dang hobgoblins, I swear. Stay now, on my lawn. The cathedral itself is quite grandiose, much larger than what should have been here for only having a small town uh, just to the south of it. It stands nearly a hundred feet tall, two bell towers, large windows that once held stained glass. The only thing that seems to be in repair is the doors, these massive oak doors held together by thick, sturdy iron bandings. You hear nothing coming from within except the whistling of the breeze around you. Do we know anything about this cult from our investigation? Any information at all? You know that the cult dabbles in mainly abjuration, necromancy, and evocation magic. Uh, from the string of kidnappings that you've investigated, their targets are random, so they seem to have a specific goal in mind that just requires life of some sort. Okay. The cult numbers are have been thinned out some by your previous exploits, but there should still be a, a large force in the cathedral. And then, uh, do we know what this cult is named, or are they the nameless cults? The cult doesn't seem to identify itself in any way, almost like they are just trying to get a job done. Uh, they, they seem to intentionally be nameless and faceless. Mm. Okay. okay. Call them what you wish. So then, we pass it up and just continue <laughs> on down the road. That's not. I want to see. I want to see what the next town has. <laughs> there, there is no next Can town. We go quest is... shopping. <laughs> no. I want the non-quest church. If if we go quest shopping, you don't get fantasy McDonald's. Oh, cool. Um, can I get the McFlurry? How about the McScurry? And not the snack size this time either, damn it. I want a sad meal. (laughs) You can get the McFlurry of blows. We need to gather up and find out what happened to that person who got taken. Did I get that right? Yes. All right. Yes. I'm still trying to fix my character, so I'm listening to half of it. Sorry. The the eldest daughter of Baron Torberk Rundir. Baron who? Eldest Torberg Rundir, a uh, dwarf who has uh, several 
who has various land holdings, particularly in the forestry industry. Um, his daughter was taken a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So, and and I would imagine that we are aware that this daughter's probably got, uh, you know, not the best life expectancy since it's been a few days. Yes. Okay. At this point, the uh, you you. At this point, it's safe to assume, excuse me, that if you do find her, she will not be in the best state. Okay. Although she should still be alive ba- uh, right now based on some who have escaped the cult. Gotcha. They seem gotcha. to hold them for little under a week. Okay. All right. So then as we are trying to decide about going to the next town to get some McFlurries, <laughs> um, uh, Talon will just let the group know that we have, uh, based on our past history, we have to uh, some, move with some haste here to save uh, this young lady and get our payday. That's the daughter right. of the Hamburglar, right? <laughs> we should check out this place and see if we can find that Turkish reindeer. What are you talking about, Turkish reindeer, Scurry? That doesn't make any sense. Isn't that her name, Turkish reindeer? No, that's not. No, no. Oh my goodness, Murdoch, what are we doing here? I mean, you're our you're our resident uh, muscle here. Do you mean this? What? How do you think we should go about getting into this cathedral? (laughs) Hold on, my character's name is Murdoch. That's me. Um, Yes. Takes it. Take me a moment. Joe doesn't know who he is. Um. I'm gonna fix the headphones. Um, well, I Murdoch. think I think perhaps maybe we could go um, find someone who's been there before. Uh, have we done that in our research? Have we found anyone? Uh, That's a good I question. Been there. Um, Murdoch, you can give me a history check. I sure can. Let's see what happens with that. You can Murdoch's, certainly try. Murdoch's yeah, two, the best oh, at history in our group. Two plus. One is three. Nice. A, uh, former uh, noble, can I go and check if I have any insight on like anyone who possibly could have given information about this place? Uh, yes, you can give me an insight to uh, rack your memory on uh, the Baron and maybe even the history of the cathedral. Murdoch, while everybody else was in the library scouring archives for information on the cathedral, you were outside stacking dice. I mean, uh, yeah. enjoying a nice meal. Of course, yeah. Okay, I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't reading the dragon porn at all. That wasn't no. So the dice on my screen rolled an eleven, but for some reason it's a four plus one of five for some reason on my list. I I don't know, but five, I guess. Oh hey, yeah, mine uh, wasn't a three either. I had a twenty. <laughs> it, it was. I'll, I'll take a picture next. Time. <laughs> um, That's Jason. In, yeah, because of the different the, the various tribulations you've gone through in life, Scurry, you've kind of left behind your history with nobility, and you're just kind of looking forward now. So you, nothing about the church uh, comes I, I, to you. I could have got some information, but I just don't care anymore. So, uh... <laughs> oh, all right, fine, fine. But I guess I guess the best thing would be just to go in and uh, take a look around. So, um, can I go and take a look and see which way would be the uh, best to get into the cathedral? And those big doors are still <laughs> standing there, right? All right, the big oak yes. doors. Yes, the 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 massive doors uh, are still in good condition. Yeah, but should we go through the front door, though? I think that might be a bad idea. Well, that's the neutral good thing to do. Knock. <laughs> you, know what? You, you know what? You are so true on that one, Murdoch. I apologize. Let's go. Let's go knock at the front door. I'd I'm like going to knock, knock with my mace. <laughs> so you're knocking on the large doors? Yes. yes. All right. The one on there... the right, please. Okay. <laughs> the the one on the right. Um. Scurry, can you give me either a sleight of hand or a dexterity check? I sure can. Uh, let's go. Where's... Scurry is the best at sleight of hand. Okay. <laughs> dwarven wow. clerics are known uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, those big, thick dwarf fingers. They're, they're both minus one, so I'm just going to have to go for it. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Ah, two. All right. Uh, you, you knock on the door with your mace, but you kind of lost in an apathetic episode <laughs> and you just kind of like scrape the mace on the door uh 
<laughs> I just the others thinking about something else. So the right, others, I don't, however, I don't think that's how they're supposed to knock on the door. You uh, missed. I, I, I was thinking about my mama's cooking. I'm I'm sorry about that. Is it that bad? You all knock on the door, and the knock <laughs> echoes around the clearing. Uh, you don't hear any uh, any sounds of activity inside the cathedral, however. It's still just the whistling of the wind. You can hear some birds in the background. Are, are there any windows around that I can look into? Yes. The stained glass windows uh, come down to about five feet above the ground, so you can peek over the window. Mm-hmm. All right, so do I see, what do I see inside? Inside, you see uh, the what would have been the pews mm-hmm. are nothing more than rubble at the best. Uh, most of these verbal piles are covered in various colors of mold. Uh, you do see some torch sconces on the walls between the windows, a few of which are still aflame. But in- instead of the normal warm red-orange flame, these burn a bright blue. Hmm. Are, those the, are those the colors of the cult, maybe? Uh, no, the like cult seems to be where uh, <laughs> the cult <laughs> the cult uses autumnal colors, you know, reds, oh, yeah, oranges, yeah, browns. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> no, the these torches are just burning a very bright blue. Uh, off to your, I, I I'm going to assume you went to the right hand side of mm-hmm. the cathedral. So off to your right, on the far end of the cathedral, is a uh, oops uh, there go my notes okay off to the far far right the end of the cathedral you see a small stage and a podium behind that is another stained glass window with most of the framing in place it seems to be depicting the uh, venerated saint and off to the left hand side you can see the back side of the doors and you notice between the large hinges on either side, there's a smaller set of hinges. It looks as though there is a smaller hidden door on the one of the larger doors. Hmm. Hmm. The window is also large enough for you to jump through. You would land in some mold, though. Oh, well, um, all right, guys. Um, we might have to put our masks on. It seems like there might be some mold or allergens inside. Um, but it seems like it's all clear in there. There's a door, a door within a door, like a, you know what I mean. Um, should we go inside? Well, I'm not going through the window. You can't make me wear a mask. Murdoch, you want help me pull this door open? All right, fine, fine, fine. Uh, yeah, so we'll that smaller door. door. Um, where is that? I'm sure I, expl- I can open I explain, it. I explain where the smaller door is. All right. So you can give me, somebody can give me a uh, investigation check with advantage since you know the approximate location of the smaller door. I'll invest, uh, invest advantage this one. Yes. No yeah, you, you do that. Um, that'd be a 14. 14. All right. You have identified the door, but it looks like the handle on this end has been pulled off. Hmm. It's going to take a little more to uh, get this thing open. Hmm. Well, I, I have a crowbar here in my pack, and I pull it out. Will this work, Murdoch? I'm sure we can make that work. Let me just knock one more time to make sure right, there's nobody in there that will be disturbing. <laughs> you, you knock a little louder this time to make sure that anybody who is in there would hear you. Hello, we're coming in. There is I'm no going response. to give you your blessings and whatnot. <laughs> and there is no response. Hmm. So Let's you open the door, door with open. the crowbar? Now that, now that I've worn them, and the place is in, in, in kind of disarray anyway, I don't yeah. think it'll be too bad if I splinter the door a wee bit. These fellers okay. seem to hate kindness for some reason. Alrighty, so you take the crowbar, uh, jam it in where the lock probably would have been, and just lever that door open. It takes a few tries, but you manage to get it open. It does swing out towards Mm y'all. Boom, the cathedral is open. 
Oh, okay. All right. What's the air like that comes out of there? Is it? It's molded. That's... Once inside the cathedral, you're immediately hit with the stuffy, rancid smell of mold. Your eyes take a moment to adjust to the dim light. Barely lit torches line the wall. Yeah, barely lit torches line the walls, and the remains of the stained glass windows allow some normal sunlight to enter, giving you a clearer image of the room's contents. The remains of the pews, carpets, and other furnishings lay in piles of splinters. Various molds cover the ground in rubble. On the far end of the room are two doors that stand either side of a stage with a podium in its center. Scurry's going to take a big sniff. <laughs> hmm, this just reminds me of my room. Same smells, same looking furniture. I don't know what the big deal is. Oh, that's right. I, I, I knew the smell save. smelled like something familiar here, and I'll take a step away from, from Scurry. Um, Still thinking of your mother's cooking? Uh, no, I'm thinking about how the smell of death and decay is the uh, same thing I smell in my room every day. But why don't you clean up your room, Scurry? Why are they so disgusting? We don't have time to get in my psyche. Let's just get in there. You're the one who brought it. Okay, let's 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 go. Um, <laughs> Scurry, give me a Constitution save from the deep breath of moldy air you've taken. Uh, I have my mask on. I put I pull, I pull up my my scarf around my face. All right, face. so fifteen plus four is nineteen. Nice. Um, you die. <laughs> <laughs> it was a twenty DC. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> so you take a deep whiff of this mold. Mmm, yeah, that'll that'll hurt to breathe in in any significant amount. This'll kill me tomorrow. <laughs> That's tomorrow's scurry problem. Probably not, but you might be a little sick. Thanks to your dwarven constitution. <clears throat> Just like my mama's cooking. <laughs> exactly. Like Building up a tolerance. That's what it is. Yep. <laughs> the, uh-huh. the molds around you come in three colors. Uh, green, brown, and a sickly yellow, mm. like a vibrant yellow. The, so this mold spans the entirety of the length of the cathedral where there would have been pews. Uh, this cathedral is da, 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 120 feet by, long by 80 feet wide. So there's roughly 80 feet of mold-covered floor. Ugh. I suggest we avoid the mold as much as possible. Are there any footprints in the floor on the floor from the mold that show any direction anyone is walking at any point in time? You see no obvious signs of anybody traversing this mold. It looks undisturbed. Hmm. All right. Well, let's see if we can find out if there's an entrance underground or something where they might be holding someone. There's clearly. I don't think anyone up here, unless I'm missing anything. Yeah, let's get down with the sickness and disturb this mold. I think we need to check the stage area, the podium. Yes, yes let's, let's go up there. So I'll yes. walk over with Murdoch here, and we will uh, do a forensic investigation on the stage. I'll just close this door behind us. And how are you getting over to the, the stage? Are you, are you just walking through the mold? The mold is covering the entirety oh, it's of the floor. So there's no spots where we can get through? Uh, it's covering the whole. No, it's okay. it's 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 kind of spread over everything. Hmm, okay. Um, well, that makes it a bit more difficult. You said there's a bunch of pews sitting there. Is it growing on the pews? Can we? Can I like run across the pews? Across it's it's, well, it's growing on the remains of the pews. It okay. looks like the through through the natural course of time as like windows are breaking and storms getting in like the the wood itself is rotting as normal mm. and then at some point in time the mold came in and it seems to be covering and everything actually so, as on a upon closer inspection you see that a lot of the mold is growing directly on the stone so i've noticed Uh-oh. there are several different colors maybe they're not all harmful I, I, I have a fair amount of survival skill. Is there yeah. any way for me to check that, Eli? Yeah, you can give me a survival skill to identify which of these molds is the least threatening. An 18. In 18, you... You needed 21, you... sorry, Joe. <laughs> uh, no, actually, that's, that, that's, that's perfect. That's exactly what he needed to roll. You identified that the brown mold is probably the safest to traverse uh 
you kind of scrape it a bit with uh, the, a spare knife that you have, uh, rub it on a scrap of cloth. And as you're handling it with care, you dog, re- stop wiping that on me. <laughs> you realize that the mold now? is making whatever it touches feel cold. As though it's it's sapping heat. Uh, so we can uh, we can walk on the brown stuff, but it might make your feet a little cold. Not sure why. Hmm. Does the brown lead up to the pew or the uh, the altar? Yeah, can so, we navigate our way on the brown? What can <laughs> brown do for us? <laughs> uh, navigating purely on the brown mold, you do find a couple of spaces where you might be able to jump across. Uh, it maybe even easier if you had a running start. There are there's one spot that would allow you to get a running start and jump o- jump across. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll do that with my monkish skills. All I right, there, like there's a UPS side to this. I mean, upside to this whole mold <laughs> thing. So Talon. Uh, and anybody else traversing across the brown mold, uh, give me a dexterity save, and then Talon, give me a strength athletics to long jump. Scurry will go. You said strength athletics check to do the long jump? Yes. Sorry, I rolled the wrong thing. My apologies. Okay, That's an eight. An eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will get back to you in a moment. Yeah, that was a deck save. That was an, eight. an eighteen. Was my deck save, but an eight. Nice. That's check. that's more than enough to pass. Didn't do much uh, better with an athletics check of ten. <laughs> so, oh. um, I, I I am in chain mail, but I'm able to handle myself well. Um, athletics check for me is a twenty-two. Okay. Yeah. So then, uh, scurry, you slip, and uh, oh, son of a gun! You you get yourself. Uh, ready for the long jump, you run forward, and as you take the last step to set yourself to jump, you slip and fall flat on your face in the brown mold. No. Uh, Murdoch, you jump across no problem. You, you're you used to this, jumping from buildings, across caverns, o- over no. furniture and whatnot. This is just another Tuesday. Talon, you succeed in jumping but you don't get all the way over the mold. I need you to give me a constitution save as you not completely, but partially land in some green mold. Oh, that is a uh, healthy four. That I a healthy four. You did okay. it. I think in this case, that'd be unhealthy, I'm sure. Healthy four. <laughs> all right, then. So then you will be taking 2d6 poison damage. Remember to eat your greens. Okay. But with that out of the way, you get across. Scurry. Am, am I rolling the two d six for the damage, or? Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I will trust you all with your rolls. You all seem like honorable players. After all this time, eight points, <laughs> eight points of damage. Oof. Fun. Uh, Scurry. As you fall face first in the brown mold, you realize that Murdoch was not kidding. Now that this mold is exposed to your body heat, it feels like it's sapping away your life. Your movement has been reduced by half. It's colder than a frost gnome in here. There are frost gnomes? Learn something new every day. (laughs) Um, How far Uh, away? So I've I've made it to, I guess I'll call it a safe spot, is where I am a safe spot. Um, And how far away uh, are they? Well, you said Talon made it. Scurry did not. How far away is Scurry at this point? I've got 50 feet of rope. I'm thinking if I toss him the rope, can I pull him over faster? Okay. Uh, You, yeah, you you can attempt to try this. Uh, Scurry is maybe 10, 15 feet uh, away from you. So you definitely have enough rope. As a, as a former sailor, I know how to toss the rope exactly where it needs to go for somebody else to catch it. Now, typically, they're going to tie it onto something. Um, so, Scurry, catch this and tie it on yourself. I'll pull you over. Uh, Scurry will go to catch the rope. Does, is that I need a roll or anything for that? Or do I just... Uh, no. Murdoch's, uh, because of his background, Murdoch's throw is uh, good enough to get it exactly to you uh, once you get yourself up and kind of dust yourself off, you catch the rope, and you start tying it to yourself. What kind of a shield is a generic shield that's 
I imagine shields. a generic shield is just a heater type shield sized for you. So mm -hmm. that's going to be like the uh, old fashioned or Captain America's first shield. Uh, oh, okay. That that like swooped with the peak at the top. Yeah. That's what I imagine to, a generic to surf shield. on the shield yeah. over to here. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he was going to hop on it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Perfect. So and, yeah, I'll, I'll just, as soon as he's ready, I'll just give that rope a yank and pull him over. All right. I stick my foot into like the groove where my arm would normally go. And, All right. Pull me over. Okay. Uh, with your clever use of uh, shields and physics, you get Scurry over there safely. Hey. Congratulations, hey. you have beaten the mold. He's yeah. part of this dungeon. All right, see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> we made it through the, the shield and physics So, yeah. you are now mm. on the uh, far side of the cathedral. There is, of course, the stage with the podium, and then the two doors on either side. Now that you're on this side, you have a better view of everything around here. The stage itself is rather simple. The podium seems to have some sort of carving on it, and on the stonework directly in front of the stage there is a large image of a uh, face uh, superimposed onto the sun is that saint alba yeah do we recognize the face uh to identify the face you can give me a history or religion check i roll intimidation <laughs> to intimidate the sun yes <laughs> i mean i can't be surprised i tried I mean, to intimidate the moon once yeah, I, I, my face. my history i don't know anything apparently six i'm, I'm gonna wow. go with religion <clears throat> just because i feel like it and i'm gonna get a three i half your role i kind of <laughs> want to do it too since uh since you actually know religion <laughs> yeah Larry. all right all right let's do it uh, 11 plus 4 is 15. Nice. Nice. Uh, the visage on this sun is more than likely not Saint Alba. It's probably an interpretation of the sun god that Alba worshipped. Hmm. It's it's not one that you recognize, so this may just be an old older god whose followers have just fallen by the wayside. Okay, Paylor. Paylor is, is there. Any, yeah, is there any evidence of yeah. uh, of the cult activity around the area that we're at here now? Since we, this is what we got up here to take a look at, um, and and see if we could discern anything. Okay, you can give me an investigation check. To... Can I though? You say I can, but can <laughs> I? You can always try. And I'm That's going. A, I'm going to help. It's an eight. Okay. So you you have Murdoch's health here. Health help here <laughs> and it's your Let's own see. and now he needs to roll I, I can be helpful with a 15 perhaps <laughs> uh so this is uh if i remember correctly the eight another action yeah i think it just what adds two or something i can't remember what the hell it is now. well help helping you can you can give advantage to somebody if you're helping oh them so then you roll again okay. for advantage so Okay. Oh, All right. So, so, so I'm looking. I'm looking at the stage, and I'm looking the wrong way, and then he just comes and turns my head. No, no. Oh. Look, look over there. A door would be over there somewhere. Hmm. Oh, I did worse. I, I did worse. <laughs> All right. Maybe not there. Um. Under Scurry. Scurry is probably hiding the door. <laughs> oh, well, let me just right. pick my shield. Up yeah, I, I'm wiping here. the mold. I'm wiping the mold out of my eyes. I'm like, hold on, hold, hold on. <laughs> you, you're, <laughs> you blink your eyes as you clear the mold off of them. It's, uh -uh. it's kind of stinging a bit, uh -uh. but you're sure you'll be fine. You're looking around trying to regather your bearings and you notice under the under one of the torches that is still lit with that blue flame, there is a carving of the same image of the sun just directly underneath the torch sconce. Uh, uh, oh my God, you guys, the stuff that burns my eyes so bad right now. Um, uh, Scurry, can you check over by that torch sconce, please? Scurry, uh, <clears throat> I'll take a look. look here. You look over at the torch sconces and you see that they are all over patches of mold. Brown mold, though. Hmm. Just a right. life. Uh, so I guess done. he'll. I guess walk over. <laughs> all righty then. Give me a dexterity save. It's already. Uh... Why couldn't you stay on the 19? Darn you, eight. 
Eight. All right. You get over to the sconce, and as you take that last step again, you slip. You grab onto the sconce, though. Ah, son of a... Ah. So you don't ah. fall into the mold, but you do lose your footing a bit. You are now at one of these uh, burning torches. You notice that there's hardly any heat coming off of the torch. Now, these uh, guys, it's barely, barely warm. They were glowing or, or burning blue? Is that what you said? Yes. Blue, yeah, yeah. blue. Can I put my hand like just above the flame, or am I too <clears throat> short? Uh, how tall are you? Uh, I think I put five one or four eight or something. Let me look. <laughs> five <laughs> one, one or four, four eight or three foot eleven. <laughs> well, if you're already holding on to the sky, uh, you five can probably one. pull yourself oh, up. You, you're, you're, wow, you are a tall dwarf. Uh, you are plenty tall to yeah. get your hand over the torch sconce. I'm going to ask uh, about that, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you slowly move your hand closer and closer to the torch, and you realize that you can touch the burning head directly, and it just feels like a rock that's been sunbathing. It is a very dull heat. Hmm. This thing's not dangerous at all, nor very helpful, <laughs> it seems. Uh, you guys want to come over here and look at these? Yeah, as, I, as I pick the last bit of mold out of my eyes, I'll go over there and I'll, I'll look at it with him. Definitely. All right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, because of because of you being a monk, uh, I'm going to say that you're able to jump between uh, brown spots easily enough. So you get over to Scurry and investigate the sconce. It is, as Scurry's described, not dangerous in the slightest. There is a lot of brown mold directly under this torch, and you look around, also under all the other torches. Think we can use these to light the other ones? It might do something. Well, uh, yeah, the torches are lighted, lit, correct? That was just four. The rest were not. Did I misunderstand? Uh, some of the torches are unlit, but oh. all of the ones, ones that are lit are with this uh, blue flame, and look, taking a a better look. Uh, yeah, taking a better look at all these torches that are lit, you do see that they all have that same carving. These things are connected somehow. Perhaps I can figure this out. Maybe if I push a button somewhere, I'd need to find something. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, while you do this here, I'll take, uh, can, is the torch removable? Can I take it out it of It is thing? not. Okay, it's not. Okay, never mind then. That's what Scary was trying to. Yeah. yeah. Were talking. The... The, the torches don't seem to be removable. It's like a, a metal sconce bolted to the wall. The torch, the burning part itself, is just like a wad of oil-soaked rags. Mm. Perhaps I could perceive a way to activate something here. There's surely something hidden. Absolutely. You, you mm -hmm. can give me a perception. And what are you looking at anything in particular? I'm looking for the way to get to the next step in the dungeon. <laughs> All right. Vague it is. I'm, I'm looking for a way that it, it would appear that these things are linked in some way. Mm -hmm. but I'm not all that great at investigating. I'm more like trying to intuit how it might happen, which is, for me, that's where I'm going with the perception. And I do have a 19. Hey. A 15. Okay. Four. So you notice, uh, as you're looking around the cathedral walking over the safe area that you're in mm -hmm. the carving on the podium catches your eye you look over and you see that it is uh, a it it's very clearly writing what languages do you speak um whatever one is appropriate for this because i don't know uh, <laughs> um you know i'm not even sure where that is on the character there it is uh common elvish and giant I don't know why I have giant. I read really big fonts. <laughs> okay. Um, it's actually Braille. <laughs> out of curiosity, out of curiosity, what uh, languages bumps. do Talon and Scurry speak? Talon? Common and Orcish. Scurry? Common, Dwarvish, and Delkier. Del Delkier? Okay. Delkier. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, giant then. All right. Uh, <laughs> Huge letters. You, yes, almost went celestial, but chose not to. The, uh, the <clears throat> script written in the giant's uh, alphabet uh, reads 
Only when life's embers fade to dust can you pass from this plane to the next. All right, so we kill ourselves. Let's go and get started. <laughs> Scurry, no! Yeah, so um, <laughs> only when life's embers fade to dust. Huh. Uh, Do we need to put out the torches with the mobile, maybe? Life's ember. But do... Does that make dust? <laughs> I don't know. It might. Any, like, random containers of dust lying around? Like, maybe on the opposite side? Or around the altar? Aside from uh, the mold, is there what anything was, living here? What was, I'm sorry? No, go, ahead, go with Randy's question first. Sorry. He was looking for dust. I'll just see if there's any random containers of dust or anything lying around near the altar or on the opposite wall from where those torches are. You don't see uh, any any containers of any sort. Uh, looking around in in the mold area, it looks like there may have been some like clay jugs or jars, but you don't see anything that you would really constitute as dust. Joe, you you had another question. Um, aside from us and the mold, is there anything living here? You do hear the sound of uh, birds chirping, and you notice that there is a couple nests up in the rafters. Never mind, Murdoch. What do you think? Well, I'm not a fan of killing for no reason, but. I mean, we have a reason, but how do we turn birds to dust? Well, you take their bones and you smash them into bone meal. And scurry, that's kind of you're elected. All right, all right, Scurry. Um, I guess uh, it's your job then to kill the I, birds. I'm a life priest. I, I can't be no killing no birds. What are you talking about? But you're, you're the one who knows how to do it and make the, the bones into dust and bone meal. Um, pretend they're on your lawn. That's true. <laughs> All right, you birds get off my lawn. And he pulls out his light crossbow, fires one. You just one need birds. one rock to hit two of them. You okay? So you fire a crossbow bolt at one of the birds. Uh, roll me, roll me an attack. This is exactly what Eli had planned. This is, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've run this dungeon four times and uh. The birds died all four times. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is a new one. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I guess I'm not equipped to them or something because it's they're only in my inventory, not my action. Yes, yeah, so you have to, you have to so. go and equip them in D and D Beyond, and then it should go to your action. You should be able to roll on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Maybe I should equip oh, my armor and stuff here, too. Okay. Oh, dog just sneezed like mm. bad. All right, now back to my action. Sorry about that. We haven't used this one in a while. All right. How's a 10? <laughs> a, a 10 to hit a bird. Yeah. All right. The the bird's armor class is negative four. You're okay. <laughs> the crossbow bolt misses, ricochets off of a piece of stonework, and goes seemingly straight towards Murdoch. Murdoch, you see it coming. You kind of like sidle out of the way, and it embeds itself into the podium. And you... As the echo of this thud is ringing around the cathedral, Murdoch, your combat-tuned ears recognize that that is not the sound of a bolt hitting a solid object. This podium is hollow. All right, so a fire Give me another As he's loading the crossbow. Hold on, Scurry. There's something else here. Or maybe oh, not okay. something. Oh, he got a three on his, on his, his as he fired. <laughs> it was it was a one, guys. So I, he, I, he turns and looks at Murdoch. What? <laughs> the the crossbow bolt. You know what? Since it was since you rolled a one, the crossbow bolt fires, hits the exact same spot, and ricochets into the podium again, splitting the other crossbow bolt. And breaking off a section of podium. I only now you have, can see it is indeed hollow. I only have nineteen of these. Son of. <laughs> uh, How do the birds look right now? Are they undisturbed by this, or are they did they fly off yet? The birds are looking at Scurry. 
Do oh. birds roll and their eyes? Scurry, you kind of feel like you're being judged. Oh. <laughs> I'm just not doing good. I'm sorry, birdies. I'm, when, I apologize. When you're looked down upon by a pigeon. One uh, of the birds kind of squawks at you and then flies out. Bye, birdie. He's wow, going to publish the video us. to YouTube right now. That, bird uh, that, that didn't go over as well as we thought. There. Um, Murdoch, are you all right? You're over by that vault. I'm fine. I'm going to check this thing out here. Oh, I just rap at the uh, podium where it started to break. And My name is like, Murdoch, and I'm here to say... Oh. Bracket, I'm going uh, to rap. I'm going to break another piece off to see what it looks like inside. All right. Uh, as you as as you're kind of like uh, fiddling with the podium, you realize that it seems to be in pristine condition, kind of like the doors, which is <clears throat> odd. Excuse me, but you do manage to break away more sections and reveal that inside the podium was, in fact, the end of the episode. <gasps> oh no! What? So what's we with have, the ones, Randy? We've gotten so far. We got so far in this year. We're so. Oh, good. absolutely. Uh, you may. I, I might skip over one floor of the dungeon, maybe. <laughs> Not the ground floor, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, All right. I think the highest thing I rolled that entire thing was an eight. I didn't do bad. Uh, I had a couple of bad rolls. I don't know anything about religion, but apparently I can find yeah. out when an arrows or crossbow bolts coming at my face. Yeah, it was an eight. It was an eight, a four, an eight, a six, an eight, and a four. Is oh, what I rolled Jesus. so far. Yeah, All maybe, right. I, maybe I mine. shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't run five e. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. Nah. No, I think I think you're good. I think you should have the world's worst group of adventurers. <laughs> you know, it, that wouldn't surprise us, would it? Hey, you know what? Maybe we'll do better when there's real danger going on. There you go. There you go. That's that's you that's, that's the, what our group's all about. The life sucking mold isn't enough danger for you. <laughs> I'm already <laughs> half speed, but whatever. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's going to uh, end in ten minutes. Oh, okay. Right, right, Guessing fine, it's been fine, about fine. four already. Cool, because that's about when we'll be starting back up. Perfect. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> so hey, alrighty, we'll do that. We'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and we'll come back very shortly to do our second episode of the evening. But for Yay. now, we Yay. can say bye, 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 bye. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. From doves to dust. Aww.